We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, face it Welcome to the All Bases Covered Podcast here on a Monday. Oh, sorry for the late start, y'all. It's uh, 8.15. Uh, Sam Sam asked if we could start at 8.15, and he's still late. So we're, uh, make sure you give him lots of shit for that one, Joe. No, I think it was you who did that. I mean, no, I got, I got the text right here. I got the text. Can we start? Can we push it to 8.15? It wasn't, in, okay. it wasn't in the group cool. text. Yeah, because he didn't want to get called out. That's why. And now <laughs> we got we got Joe running late. I wonder if he had uh, one too many beers. Oh, there's Joe. There's Joe. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Joe's okay. here now. We got the crew. Hey, I just want to point this out. That Friday's show so far, it's only Monday has done 8,100 downloads. So we are creeping it back up to where we were. Um, so let's uh, well, that's things interesting. Thing. What's that? I said that's a good thing. Maybe we should yeah. fight, fight you more often. <laughs> Shit. I think, I think I'm just going to have – I'm just gonna have uh, black guests on the uh, on the show, and Joe can complain about their fashion style. <laughs> just because it was black owned doesn't mean we can't have white owned stuff too, uh, or Asian owned. What you just, they own everything Asian, anyway. I like to be clear. Everything's that, uh, Asian owned, Josh. We already have an Asian <laughs> guy on that. here, and I complain about the sweatshops of Nike. I mean, so. <laughs> Hey right, guys, Don't since, worry. since Sam's not here, since Sam's not here to kill our vibe about the Bengals by by just arguing nonsensically about everything Cincinnati related, let's start with some local stuff here, guys. So on the All Bases Covered podcast, Sam's the only non non local. So let's let's talk a little Bengals football. New day, baby. That first half. That first uh. half, I was like. We're getting fucking mollywopped this game. This is another Cleveland game all over again. I was like, I thought the is... same thing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to lay the baby down and take a nap. And <laughs> turned out it, it was probably a good idea. Oh, well, fucking. Uh, I felt like dude, I was jinxing it. Let me tell you, like, I mean, I was cussing up a storm. And, I mean, Mike, I don't know if you know, Josh knows this, but. Like, my mom is such a diehard Bengals fan. Like, she's actually got an orange car with Bengals stickers and stuff on the car. And uh, nice. about about the mid of the first quarter, going into the second quarter, she's telling my dad, I'm fucking selling this car. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so Arjun's, Arjun's sitting there like, Dad, it's fucked. Dad, it's over. And I'm like, Arjun. I was like, we just watched. The Minnesota Vikings come down, come back from 33 to nothing. I was like, it's not over yet. Don't. I was like, it's not looking good, but it's not over yet. 
And, you know, I think the Bengals got a little momentum marching down the field and getting that field goal to make it a 14-point game going into halftime. And then they came out and they got the they got the mucked punt that didn't go the right way. And then they just started turning the ball over. There was like four straight drives where the Bengals got the ball deep into Tampa territory. And I don't know what happened. I, I know the Bengals are a second-half team. I know we make adjustments. But we were missing our best two pass rushers in Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. And we still and made our, our corner. Don't forget uh, yeah. two of our corners. Yes. Uh, yes. Three, of our, three of our starting corners. Yeah. Taylor Brick got hurt too, didn't he, at one point? Uh, Cam, Cam Taylor Brick got hurt in that game, but you had yeah. Mike Hilton out. Uh, yeah. Wuse and we're already missing out. Yeah. Well, it definitely uh, shows that, I mean, I will say one thing that really, really makes me proud is the fact that it shows that our our bench also has depth. Like, uh, you know, that becomes crucial at this time of the year is having – not just your primaries that can do great things, but having the people on the bench that can step in and do great things. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. But my so, concern come, come playoff time because Hubbard's out at least three to four weeks with the strings with the calf injury. They said. So is uh, Hendrickson's out a couple more weeks too with that broken hand. And so, I have a feeling I think, I think they'll be back for playoffs. That, yeah. yeah, but what's going to hurt? I mean, I'm the not last too worried about the Cleveland game missing them, but that Buffalo and Buffalo and Baltimore scare me not having those guys back because New England's offense is shit. I think we're fine against New England without those guys, but going up against Josh Allen and and company, if they can't get pressure, and then Lamar Jackson and, and with his legs and stuff, those two games. Jeremy not having Hubbard and not having Trey Hendrickson in the game. But, I mean, I think that's just a – I don't know. We'll see. Osai's going to have to step it up, and some of these other dudes are going to have to step it up and get some pressure somehow. No, absolutely. I mean, you're going to have to have that, that's, you know, the second in the roster or third in the roster step up and, and do some damage. But, but I think we have the capability. That's the nice thing. So, now, yeah. here's, here's the biggest question of the day. Does this game uh, fortify Joe Burrow being in the MVP talks now? I I mean I think you got yet. To, like if if you look at all the complete passing stats, okay, for Joe Burrow is up there with everybody. He now has he has more passing yards than Josh Allen currently. He has the highest completion percentage of anybody in that anybody uh, in the race right now. Jalen Hurts is completing sixty-seven point three percent of his passes. Burrow's sixty-eight point two. Patrick Mahomes sixty-seven four. Josh Allen sixty-three point seven. By yards, Burrow is only trailing Mahomes, Herbert, and Brady. And if you look at touchdown passes. Uh, Burrow is currently second in the league in touchdown passes with 31, only behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, his QBR rating is is second to um, – or, I'm sorry, uh, Burrow's QBR is behind Mahomes, 
and Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And his overall QB rating uh, is only behind Mahomes and Hurts. So, stat-wise, he's right up there. I I think he's in that conversation. To me, I think Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are the two front runners, but then you got to look at Joe Burrow and Josh Allen right there. And I think if Burrow if Burrow wins out and the Bengals get to thirteen and four, and and they do it playing the probably the most difficult back schedule of any team. I mean, think about it. If they go undefeated, they'll have gone through the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens. Um, the Patriots, even like they'll have gone through some legitimate teams to to, uh, to get to the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but I'm talking here's, about the, back the they, they played the Dolphins. They played the Dolphins in the front in the front stretch. I'm talking about this last nine games that they had after the bye. No, um, yeah. The, the big, well, here's uh, here's my thinking: but, is you got Patrick Mahomes? It, it's same thing with Aaron Rodgers, over and over. They're expected to do this. They're, Joe Burrow's not expected to do this. Well, so, he's making my, a paycheck. I expect I him mean, to do it. My opinion, my opinion, it should be Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow should be the top two. It, MVP talk. Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired. We all know he's fucking fantastic. He is a fucking great quarterback. He does this year after year after year. But what has he done to make it special? Nothing else. And, well, I mean, I think he gets exposed. I mean, he got exposed against the Texans. They should have lost to the Texans. Uh, they got beat by the Bills. Life. They got beat by the Bills. They got, he got beat by both quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. That's not an MVP, yeah. in my opinion. Well, and then but look at this past Sunday where they you... struggled against the one-win Texans. Exactly. Why are you struggling to beat the Texans? I, but like, like, like Stephen A. Smith said on the thing, I, and uh, what they, they talked about is I think Burrow, like Brady, doesn't get – will not get recognized for how good he is until later in his career. Because Brady was always thought that he wasn't as good as Peyton Manning. He wasn't as good as, you know, some of these other quarterbacks. But he kept winning. And I feel like at some point we're going to recognize Burrow from this era of, of quarterbacks, uh, you know, and, and that that's what they're going to say is, is Burrow might, you know, wasn't as – didn't have the arm of Mahomes and he wasn't as athletic as Josh Allen. He didn't have the legs of Jalen Hurts. But, man, uh, did he's, he he's keep winning. He's got the killer instinct to go out and win. Yeah. And he, he's got confidence. Like, you know damn well, Josh and Joe – if Andy Dalton is still our quarterback, we're losing that fucking game, like forty-two to seven. Like oh, yeah. we just oh, we don't exactly. have. I mean, you look at the team and you go, okay. If we lose Burrow, our team's a one a one win team. I mean, Burrow's yeah. already had to contend with losing second top receiver for or his top receiver for multiple weeks. He's lost T Higgins for multiple weeks. He's lost Tyler Boyd for a week. And yeah. he's he's one with he's one with two fucking unknown people that were on the pr- practice squad. Yeah. And not to mention Joe 
been out for a couple of weeks too and winning with Samaje Perine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what is so. Patrick Mahomes? He's had his weapons. Yeah. And he's without Hayden he Hunt too. Who's tight end? He's yeah. been two games without him too. And, well, I mean, you go back to got, the first game of the year. That was his worst game of the year. That was half of his interception. And if you was, and if and you look at his interceptions for the year, it, his, yeah. the only time he really got interception is a it was the NFC, the AFC North. Nine of his interceptions came from just one division, but they were a yeah. lot of them were tips, tip yeah. passes, five or six interceptions. That two of them came from fucking uh, T.J. Watt for just jumping up and just miraculously catching it, but yeah. uh, four other ones he's he's had tipped balls for interceptions. So, so I definitely so think he should Sam. be. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to point I, out that I, Sam I think is he should be one of the front runners for the MVP. Him and Jalen Hurts oh. or, should be the front runners. Just don't tell Sam Zach Wilson actually played pretty decent on Sunday. The Lions, which I predicted, because the Lions are hot right now, and the, and they the are Jets hot. are starting. Jets are starting to crash and burn. Oh yeah, hey, speaking of uh, how things ended up, gosh, how how'd you end up against Lasers? Fuck you! Wow. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Okay. Hey, Sam, are you there? I can't, you're you're being very quiet quiet right now. Is are you still are you still fucking uh, having technical difficulties? Or are you still you know getting plowed? Right yeah, now? I was trying to figure out my headset situation, but I got it sorted out. Hey, there All he right. is, dude. Can hey, we talk there real you are, little buddy. About the crazy Jets, or I'm sorry, the crazy Raiders Patriots ending. Oh I, my god. That was the funniest fucking Dude, thing ever. They were tied, right? Like, the Patriots didn't need to score like they wanted to score. But right. that game goes to overtime. Like, go Maybe to they overtime. win. That was a fucking travesty. Like, what the fuck were they thinking trying to fucking win the game oh, right there on, on a they bunch of laterals that they didn't need? I just, I hey, don't understand. It helped the Jets, though. That, 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 that was the craziest walk-off. I have ever seen in NFL history. I don't think I've ever seen that. And Mac Jones looks like a negative five for tackling. Yeah. (laughs) Can I ask a question here that I've been thinking about, and I don't think I realize this, but Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator in New England. Isn't he a defensive coach? Like, didn't he make his chops on defense? Yes. Yeah, but you know what the other thing is? Belichick likes to rotate guys that he knows. So, I mean, I don't know. He actually wanted, uh, like, a, a somebody there instead of a nobody. Well, isn't but Joe Judge, he's the offensive coach, and he's, what, the de- defensive coordinator? I don't know. I, I think he's the I, – I don't even know. Yeah, I think he's running the defense. Joe I thought Joe Judge was co-offensive coordinator with uh, Matt Patricia. He's, Good, the right. He's the offensive assistant and quarterback coach there, Joe Judges. And then 
You got Matt Patricia calling play. I, I don't fucking know what's going on there in New England. I clearly we've seen Mac Jones has been upset by shit going on. I that 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 place is a fucking mess right now. I, I they're they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think. I know I know there's still time, but I think hypothetically for New England to make the playoffs. They're going to have to win two out of three, and their last three games are Bengals, Dolphins, at Bills. They're not taking. They're not taking two out of three out of that last three. They're they're just not. Question is: Is Mac Jones even alive after that fucking stiff arm? <laughs> By Chandler Jones. <laughs> God damn! He's just like get 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 away from me. He pulled the back Henry man. I mean, that, that reminded yeah, me of fucking Derrick Henry's uh, pushing somebody like 10 yards down the field with his stiff arms. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking insane, man. It's, that, that game, that, that's just crazy. I, I think that fucking sealed their season because they're sit at 7-7. Seven and seven. To even have a shot, they got to get to 9-8. and eight. And I don't see them winning two out of three against the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills. I think they're going to go over three there, and I think they're seven and ten. I just, I just, I don't. Maybe they sneak a win against the Dolphins. That's the that's the likeliest of the of the three. But Fitz has enough firepower to go up against the Bengals. What did the Bengals do really well? They stopped the run, and that's New England's biggest threat on offense is Ramondre Stevenson and running the football. Um, you saw against the Raiders, Mac Jones was only – the Raiders don't exactly have the great defense, and Mac Jones was 13 of 31 for 112 yards. Ramondre Stevenson ran for 172 yards on 19 carries. The Patriots are not going to be able to score points against the Bengals, even if it's a low-scoring affair like the Bengals only getting 20 points. I don't think the Patriots have scored more than 10. I, I, I like the Bengals 20-10 to 10 in New England on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that was that's the end of it, man, for, for the Patriots for this season. I, I think they're toast. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll have to agree. Uh, I, don't, I don't – they might get past the Bengals, doubt it, just because the, the defense is, is hurt for the Bengals, but their offense is just amazing. Uh, Miami, Miami's still in the playoff on, so they have to play ball for the wall. So I don't see them getting past yeah. them. I, and it, and then the Bills, they could still be uh, fighting for that number one seed in the in the exactly. playoffs. So they're exactly. going to have to play, and they're going to have to win that game. Especially if they lose to Cincinnati, you know what I mean? They're going to be hoping that Cincinnati maybe drops the game to Baltimore in the in the. In the finale, and to get to regain the number one seed, so it's well, going to be interesting. I mean, so the Bengals need the Ravens to lose one game. Well, shit. I mean, it all depends on if the Bengals beats the Bills, though, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we win, we win against the Patriots and the Bills. I think same thing happens if the if the Ravens lose, then we sit the starters. And yeah, but for the week one playoff game. Starters, there's a chance, though, that we we would still need the number one seed, right? Like, Kansas City still has one less loss than, than us, even though we own the tiebreaker against them. We still need Kansas City to drop a game. 
So we, we won't we if, won't get the first round bye. I'm saying they would probably rest their starters uh, with the Ravens. But what I'm saying is, would they if there's a chance for the number one seed still? I mean, absolutely. They maybe it, it depends on that. Kansas Kansas City yeah. has the easy schedule. They do. So, they so. do. But oh, do, they, them do they play? Do they play the Chargers one last time? Actually, uh, I'd have to I'd have to look and see. I mean, we saw them almost drop the game to Houston, so nothing is guaranteed. But they, in their last three games, they got Seattle, Denver, and Las Vegas. I mean, you never know what Las Vegas team shows up. Well, and Las Las Vegas technically is still in the hunt. They're sitting at six and eight. Exactly. And there's still a chance that they sneak in if they can win out. So there's, you know, it's not likely, but there's still that chance. So, all right, guys, yep. let me get to, uh, before, before we get to some fantasy football, I want to get to some factor fiction, guys. Um, so let's play a little factor fiction. Uh, Jags are the best team in the NFC South right now. Yes. Fact. Fact. I'm going to say fact. I mean, fuck, they've already beat two number one teams, really. They beat the the Cowboys. They destroyed fucking Tennessee. Uh, I think think if they played in that division, they would beat – I think they would beat Tampa Bay one time, and I think they would go through everybody else. I don't think they would lose against the Falcons. Carolina, Carolina. Uh, or New Orleans. I think they, they whooped that division. So, you see, Trevor Lawrence, play, right? you see Trevor Lawrence playing. You see Trevor Lawrence playing without a number one still lighting, lighting up teams. So, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess when your top receivers are Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, that really says quite a bit. But – I, so here's Jacksonville's last three games. They're at the Jets next week on Thursday, which is a very difficult game um, because the Jets' defense is insanely good. Then they're at Houston, and then the the possible showdown for the division against Tennessee in the last week. Tennessee is reeling right now. They've lost starting off, uh, what was it, 7-3. and three. They've now lost four straight. And now they got Houston. They still got to play Dallas and Jacksonville. I think they get by Houston, but that that Dallas game and then Jacksonville is a toss-up. So I I don't know, man. And so I got to ask you real quick while we're on this topic: If the Titans miss the playoffs, is Brable out of a job? I mean, he's actually a lot more successful than I thought he would be. To be honest with you. Okay. I, I don't think so. I think they're going to blame – they already fired that GM. I think they're going to put most of the blame on him for uh, uh, trading everybody away last year. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. If you, if you have A.J. Brown still, they don't want, They don't lose two or three of them games. Yeah. They just they haven't had that receiver that they've had the last few years, and that's what they're missing. Yeah. So it's just announced that uh, Jonathan Taylor's out for the year. I, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That 
that doomed me in the dynasty playoffs as I ended up losing by eight points. So, John Taylor's injury really fucked me on that one. Um, all right, let's go to the next ah, you lost bitch. <laughs> um, the Lions will make the playoffs this year. Fact. Fact. All right. So whoever said fact, let's uh, let's hear why. I mean, they're they're on fire right now. Their offense is is clicking. I think with now that they got uh, another deep threat, golf. I mean, look at last year too. They they started winning at the end of the year. Same thing this year. They, you know who they kind of remind me is the the fucking '90s Bengals when Boomer came back yeah. when they were freaking like one and eight, and he he came back on the one seven straight to make them eight and eight. It's kind of what they remind me of. Um, I. I don't know. I I'm gonna say it's hard for me to say fixed on this. Although I, I'm not sure, even if they get it, even if they have a winning record, if they're getting in the playoffs this year. I they have Carolina, Chicago, and Green Bay, so none of that is all winnable. Those games. aren't all very winnable games. But where I'm looking at, what I'm looking at here is the fact that in the NFC. You got you got the Giants still alive at eight five and one. You got you got Seattle at seven and seven, same record as the Lions, and you got the Commanders at seven six and one. You can go ahead and lock in. We've already locked in the NFC one two three four playoff spots. That leaves three spots left. The winner of the NFC South. So that's, that's going to be five, right? We can just count that as five. We don't know who it's going to be. It's likely going to be Tampa, but we don't know. Call it five. That's two spots left between Detroit, the Giants, the Commanders, and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks' the last three games are brutal. Kansas City, the Jets, and then the Rams. So that is tough for them. And then you look at you look at the Giants, games they got minnesota indianapolis and then philly and then the commanders uh commanders have san francisco cleveland and dallas so detroit does probably have the easiest schedule of the teams fighting for the last two playoff spots but it's not i don't know anything can happen and detroit might end up missing out on the playoffs even if they get to like nine and eight Because we got to remember, Green Bay is also fighting to stay alive. If Green Bay wins today, they're six and eight. They got Miami, Minnesota, and Detroit. That that Green Bay Detroit game might come down to the final playoff spot. I mean, you're right. I mean, it could happen. Or does the tie screw everybody over? Does the tie come in effect between yeah. uh, New York and Washington? Because it is one less loss. It is. It is one less loss. So, yeah, you just – you don't know, man. I, I It's, it's going to be one of those things that it's. I think it's going to be – it's going to be – it's going to come down to the wire. But uh, um, let's go with our final um, – our two final factor fictions. Uh, factor fiction, the Jets will miss the playoffs this year. 
Black. Sack. <laughs> Is it because of the the streak, the losing streak they've been on recently? Yeah, I mean, uh, they have been playing. Uh, they can't get the offensive side figured out. No matter how good their defense is, they, they haven't been able to sort that piece out. And, and you can't play – you can't make it to the playoffs playing just one side of the ball, right? Well, I mean, right. they still got, what, Miami to play left? Right? Uh, I'd have to look at their schedule, the Jets. But, yeah, I, um, let's see who the Jets yeah, we still Miami. have. Left. They we got... have Miami, one of those three. Yeah, I think Miami is one of them. Bill. Yeah, Jacksonville, Seattle, and Miami. And the last two games are on the road, at Seattle, at Miami. So, I mean, I think they have a shot to beat Seattle. They have a shot to beat Jacksonville. That Miami game, that one's going to be a tough one. Yeah. No, I agree, man. Yeah, and they're fighting for seeding, too, because I think Miami doesn't want to be the sixth or seventh seed going up against potentially Buffalo or Cincinnati in the first round. You know what I mean? Or well, Kansas I mean, City. I, I think Miami I think Miami would love to go to Buffalo again and play. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they would, but I, early, I think they would. I mean they're one and one and both both games came down to a, a last second field goal. So I think yeah. they would. As long as it's not snowing, they got a shot. It's true. All right, last one here. Um, does the AFC Championship still go through Kansas City? Yeah. Factor fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Fiction. Fiction. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say fiction too because I think the AFC Championship goes through Cincinnati. Well, audio there. Oh, we're getting. I mean, I, I hope it's that way. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a toss-up between Cincinnati and Buffalo. It's whoever wins that game. Yeah. All right. So, we are, we've, we've got 30 minutes left. Uh, we've uh, covered some NFL. we covered some stuff. Now to the other football. Can we talk about the absolute classic that was Argentina and France on Sunday? That oh. game – it was amazing. crazy. Uh, to, Argentina starts off two to nothing, and you're thinking, "Uh oh, this game might not be very close." And then France, you know, once it got to like the 70th minute in the second half, turned it on, and then there were so many close they calls. Two goals in 97 uh, seconds. Yeah, I was about to say they What's got that? two goals in like two minutes. Yeah, they, they, they scored two goals two, in 97 seconds. Incredible. I I. That game was so back and forth, and then Argentina takes the lead three to two, and then all of a sudden here comes France again. And I, my God, that game! Uh, and, and then you saw the kick save from the goalie for Argentina when France was trying to uh, go ahead in the final minutes of overtime uh, when it was tied three to three. I mean, that was that, that might have been what's that? So that was fucking clutch. It was. I I have to say, sport game wise, this ranks in the top five for me. Um, Flow and Kansas City game from the playoffs last year. That, that it's right up there. I, I 
I mean, I'm trying to think back at some of the other classic games that that we've seen. Cincinnati, oh. Kansas City. I mean, that was a fucking classic. I mean, that, yes, it was. But I'm talking about. I guess so. Yeah, you, you could put that up there. I was trying to think some more of the uh, some of the other like great games that we've seen where you're just like anything could happen. And uh, the Eagles in New England. The Super Bowl? Yeah, in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, I think that... Even Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta New England. Diamondbacks and the Yankees? It, Atlanta, Atlanta, New England Super Bowl is, is pretty good, oh. too. Yeah, Atlanta, New England. Uh, what about the Trailblazers and Lakers in 2000 in the in the Western Conference Finals, Game 6, where the, the Blazers were leading... Uh, and then uh, Kobe and Shaq rallied with two minutes to go. That was a that was a hell of a yep. game because then Lakers forced Game Seven and won it in Game Seven. Uh, but if, if the Blazers hang on to win Game Six, they're going to the finals. And that was that that started the Laker dynasty with Shaq and Kobe, and that that was a hell of a game. There's I, there's been some other great ones I'm sure that we're forgetting off the top of our heads for other sports. But that 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 World Cup game for me, for sporting events I've watched live, that's definitely in the top five for me of, of greatest greatest games. Uh because that one was like heart stopping and with so much on the line. Uh, I you know we see these other some games that, that are in the regular season or whatnot that are great games, but uh, you know when when everything's on the line uh, when it's a championship kind of match it's just it's just as good or uh, what was that World Series game with Joe Carter who hit the walk off home run against Mitch Wilding uh, Williams in the '93 yep, World the Series Blue Jays and Phillies yeah. No, I was saying the Diamondbacks and the Yankees too, with uh, with that hit in the sixth. The oh six, yeah, game six. against Mariano Rivera when you when you thought that the yep. game was the series was over, you're like, oh, here comes Mariano, uh, here comes here comes Rivera, it's over, it's done. Fucking pack up the bags and and put the children to bed because this this shit's over. And yeah, I, I think it makes the the Argentina uh, France matchup that that much more. Exciting is that it happens like this kind of fight. It's first of all, it's the largest stage of this of the tournament. It's the final, but it also happens once yeah. every four years. Exactly, exactly. It's not something that happens even on a yearly or annual basis. Yeah, I, me and Josh and Joe were joking around yesterday and saying like the Fox Fox people lucked out that the final was Argentina and France and not fucking Morocco and Croatia. <laughs> Could you imagine the World Cup final in Morocco and Croatia? No, you get the heavy hitters, Argentina and France. You know, it's like in the World Series, you get the Dodgers versus the Yankees instead of the fucking Athletics and the and the and the fucking uh, Brewers in the in the in the World in the uh, World Series final. So I don't know the, the fact that it was two heavyweights battling it out. Um, Oh, you know, I just thought of a game, guys, too, that could go on that lit. That was a classic. It was the Duke versus Kentucky Kentucky regional final where uh, Grant Hill threw the ball into Leitner and he took two steps and then hits that fucking fadeaway shot as time expires to win the game and send Duke to the final four. 
that or that Jay Williams uh, game where he what made like ten points against Maryland within like thirty seconds. Yeah. To come back and win that game too, that was fucking legit. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of games out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we already knew that Messi was one of the greatest ever. Uh, he was obviously missing a World Cup from his resume. Um, you know, he's been player of the year multiple times, uh, but never did seem to be able to win the big one. Um, where does this cement Messi as far as the all-time greats? Oh, he's got to be up there, man. You know, multiple, uh, you know, Ballon d'Or winner. He's won the best, you know, soccer player for the entire year in, in the largest leagues, right? So I definitely – this puts the cherry on the top for him. You know, you could technically yeah. re- retire after this. Yeah, I think. I think – I think Messi is going to go down as one of the – all-time greats for sure i still don't think when we talk about it i i still would probably put pele ahead of him but i do think messi's probably past diego maradona they both played for argentina i i think messi's probably the more decorated player um I don't know how many championships he's won, like how many club championships he's won. Uh, and um, But obviously this being his first World Cup. But, you know, I it, – it's been an But the names that you dropped, the names that you dropped, it's, like, it, it's almost like the same argument people have comparing, uh, you know, a new generation player to someone from a while ago. So both Maradona and – Pele, like they, I'm not saying they played in an era with less talent, but um, there's it's a lot harder and a lot more countries involved now than it was then. Yeah, well, maybe maybe for Pele that's the truth, but Maradona was still playing in like 1990, so um, you know he he his. You know, he peaked mostly in the 80s, but he was still playing on Argentina in the 1990 World Cup. Yeah, dude, he was, he was out. Like, he was literally out of the system. He was out of shape. He wasn't in playing condition in, in the 90s. He made his bread and butter in the 80s. Uh, congratulations to Argentina. Congratulations to Messi. Um, it's, been a long, it's been a long road for him to finally get here. He lost in the final in 2000. 14, they lost to Germany in the World Cup final. And then they get bounced, I think, in the round of 16 or the round of, you know, round of eight uh, in the last World Cup. So it's just good that they they went on a run here, and I'm glad for Messi. Um, Would would that have uh, hurt hurt his legacy a little bit? That's the question. Yeah, I think a little bit because I think everybody would always point to Messi as being this great player who never won a championship. And just like, you know, and and they'll point to Argentina being a power. Like, it's a little bit different with Cristiano Ronaldo because Cristiano Ronaldo made Portugal a power. Portugal historically is not a power as far as soccer goes. 
until Cristiano Ronaldo came back. Portugal was never really, uh, you know, it's not like they're not like Argentina or Germany or France or Brazil. Uh, they 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 became relevant when Cristiano Ronaldo got there. But Messi playing for Argentina, they've had a lot of world class players, and if you know players in the world, anybody who was thought to be the best of their time, your Pele's, your Marandonas, your Zinedine Zidane's, um. They all won a World Cup title. Uh, Ronaldinho for Brazil, he was thought to be the best player at one time. He won a World Cup title. So Messi having all the hype of being the greatest player in the world and the best player for so long but not winning a championship, I think definitely would have harmed his legacy a little bit because when you talk about the, you know, there's Hall of Famers and then there's the greatest of the great. And when you're doing comparisons, it's a it's a championship driven argument, and when you talk about greatest quarterbacks of all time, no matter how good Dan Marino is, Dan Marino's not getting in the conversation above Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and fucking John Elway uh, because he doesn't have a championship. And Marino might have been purely more talented than everybody I just mentioned, but the fact that he has zero Super Bowls, he's not getting in that conversation. Same goes with NBA players, right? You know, LeBron and Jordan and Kareem and Kobe, all these guys get talked about as the best ever. And, you know, there could be a guy that's just as good or, or right up there with them but isn't going to sniff that conversation because of the lack of championships. And I, I think this cements messy in the – Yeah, and you got, what, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think he's going to ever get one. And then – you look at Neymar, too, yep. down in Brazil. Uh, I mean, he, he was the next big hope for Brazil, and he hasn't brought anything, even though they've been favorites he's, the last few World Cups. Yeah. No, he's definitely been – he has been a disappointment, Neymar. I, I, when you talk about the greats in Brazil history, including Ronaldo in the 90s, if you remember that, that Ronaldo, not Cristiano Ronaldo, but that Ronaldo who won so much for Brazil – and then Ronaldinho and Kaká and some of these other guys. I mean, they were all able to bring home a championship. And Neymar's just Neymar's. I I think Neymar's a little overrated, to be honest with you. Neymar's also um, a little bit younger. He's a little bit younger than Ronaldo and and Messi. A couple years younger, so maybe one more shot for him, possibly. But I yeah. don't know. Well, yeah, and then you know what's funny, Sam, is that you bring this up is, like, it feels like we've been talking about Neymar for forever, but because he's been playing on Brazil's team since 2011, right, or since 2010, which was 12 years ago, uh, but he is only um, 31. He's only 30. He's only 31, right? No, well, he's 30 right now. He's 30 years old. His, his birthday's in February, so he will be 31. But that means he's going to be about 35 by the time the next World Cup comes around, which is the age of Messi right now. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe he does have another shot. Maybe he won't. But, um, yeah, he's been, as far as the Brazil greats, he's been very disappointing uh, from that standpoint, for sure. 
All right, so we we got about 15 minutes to go, guys. Uh, we have a few different things to talk about. I do want to get to some wrestling talk, uh, but one thing I want to talk about, a little basketball real quick. Uh, and Sam, I know you're my big NBA guy. Um, Anthony Davis hurt his foot recently. He's going to be out for about surprise. a <laughs> The Lakers are currently sitting at 13 and 16. Uh, just a couple games, out, just one game or so out of that 10th spot for the play-in tournament. Where do, can LeBron, over the next month, carry the Lakers to keep their head above water, or is this is this a death blow to an already struggling team? I think I think they've severely hurt their chances to make any kind of push because. Anthony Davis kept them afloat while LeBron was out. Now we're going to get to see what LeBron does when Anthony Davis is out. So, and, and they're not really strong. You know, uh, the Lakers as a team, they're, they're, they're built around, uh, you know, uh, some speed on the outside, big forwards, a little bit of athleticism. But at the five, they really it's just Davis, really, honestly. Between the four and the five, he switches back and forth. But, you know, it, it's a tough scenario because I don't think LeBron has it, man. I, I don't think he has it in him to to somehow stay within the mix while Andrew Davis is up. I I agree, especially if he's out for that full month. How many games do you think that is? They play about two or three games a week. If uh, you know, sometimes four. But let's just call it what sixteen games. Let's call it 16 yeah. games that Davis misses over the next month. I don't think the Lakers go 0 and 16 no. in the hunt. And to keep them in the hunt, the Lakers would have to go 11 and 5 or 12 and 4 in his absence, and I don't see that happening. I see them going more like 5 and 11, and I think that's going to yeah. push them further back. And, and you know what? You also have to look at the other teams that are sitting at 8 and 9, and even the ones that are sitting 11 and 12, right? Right now, can they in the next sixteen games can they leapfrog, uh, you know, um, LA in any way? The teams that are below them can they jump above them as far as record goes? And the ones that are above them can they build more space in between the seeds? Yeah. Well, so I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I see the five and eleven happening. I think that there's a more of a possibility of five and eleven happening than twelve and four. When when's yeah, the trade deadline? Not till February or so, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a got, little bit. We have a little bit of time. Yeah, so so I did hear a rumor that I think when when uh, the players can get out of their contract that they just signed for a year, it's after Christmas, right? It's like our first part of January. It's in yeah, it's in the first part of January that guys that so, were recently acquired can can be eligible for trade. So yeah, that's. That's kind of what I heard the Lakers, Lakers were trying to possibly wait for is in January to make a trade to try to go get uh, Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heald from Indy. So I think that's that still trade. on the table. They can make they, the they trade They don't have the offense. They don't have the Well, I think they were just waiting because he, yeah. want, he wants to go to L.A. He doesn't want to be in Indy anymore. But I don't think Indy. I don't. I mean, I know 
Indy's kind of in the middle of the playoffs right now. Like, if you look, look at standings right now, I think Indiana's in the – they're in the ninth seed right now. They've been playing a lot yeah, better. Than I believe they're 500, of, right? Yeah, they're, well, they're one game below 500 right now, 15 and 16. But they're in the thick of it. They, you know, trading for Westbrook, even though he's gone after this season because he's on the last year of his contract, if they give up Heald and Turner for Westbrook, they're not getting anything in return. And those draft picks aren't – they can't cash in until 2027 and 2029, which doesn't do them a whole lot of good in the meantime. So – I, I don't think they want to add Russell Westbrook unless they unless they add him and then buy him out uh, and then let him go wherever he wants to go. But Russ, Westbrook doesn't help the Pacers at all, and I, I think those two draft picks at this point are non are non starters because it's just it's so far into the future that you're just like okay, well maybe these will be good. But you know the Lakers they like to spend money they like to be in the title hunt so. You know, five, five, seven years from now, how good are those picks really going to be if the Lakers have a squad on them? You know, and they're and they have a couple really good players. So it's I don't know. I don't know if the I don't I don't know if the Pacers are going to make that deal or not. All right, I I, I, I some, somehow see I somehow see the Lakers being like less of a destination for players to go to now. I, I feel like the, the, the sparkle that comes with the Lakers is no longer there. Now, not with LeBron. Because, I think LeBron ruined is it. it. Are they dysfunctional? Do you think that's why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, I would take look at it from a culture from a culture standpoint. Like Jerry Buss made the Lakers a show, right? made them cool, made made celebrities care about the Lakers. That's what Dr. Jerry Buss did. And since he died and his kids took over, they are showing a very large ineptitude of how to run a franchise. Storied franchise like that. Even um, even the Celtics, you know, they had their, their down years before they got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. You know, Paul Pierce was in uh, a black hole for years. You know, just being the only player right. on the team that plays, right? But they they were able to pull themselves out, and and now they have like a very uh, the 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 culture for the organization, I believe, is stronger now than it was before. And I feel like the Lakers have gotten worse as time has gone. Well, I think yeah. they got worse when they they fired Phil and they won him in the front office. You gave it to Rob Palinka, and then you had Magic Johnson come on, and then there was all the issues between Johnson and Palinka. So Johnson left. Ever since that move, that team has just gone downhill bigger than shit. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're right. I, I The culture there, I think it's just done right now. Saw the, the culture take a little bit of a nosedive immediately after Kobe left. So as soon as Kobe retired, I saw like a, a, a change. And they thought that LeBron was going to bring – that same winning mentality, and everyone bought into it, especially with the bubble title and everything. But it's not there. It's not there. He, he's not Kobe. He doesn't. He doesn't bring that that kind of culture uh, to the organization to what Kobe gave. Right. That's because he made the Lakers trade away all their young assets to get good yeah. for one season. For one, and they got it. 
oft-injured player in Anthony Davis in return. I, you can't tell me that right now, this season, now they might not have the 2020 championship if they, if they don't make the trade, but right now this season and last season, you can't tell me that they're not a better team with, it, with, instead of having Westbrook and Anthony Davis, they have Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo Ball and, and Josh Hart and company. You can't tell me that they're not a better team right now. The, 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 oh, no, they, the, absolutely right there, not. Between, between Ingram and Kuzma and some of these other guys that they let go, they were shooters, which is what um, LeBron needs. I, I just think that, uh, you know, they, they made a big mistake. They traded away the farm to get Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is a great player. But when you're often injured and you're missing – let's call it 25-plus games a year, how reliable are you to carry a team through a stretch like that anymore? He's just too old. He can't do it anymore. So. Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree. Right, guys. He's about we'll go ahead, 38 John. now. He's going to be 38, right? Yeah. He's too old, man. He's done. All right, let's get to some WWE talk there, our final five minutes here. Uh, The big news coming out, uh, I don't know if you heard Sam or not, but Mandy Rose was released. Josh, why don't you take it from here? Oh, well, she released for some nice, cool photos. So, (laughs) you know how how WWE has, has A, they have the PG uh, rating, and B... They do not allow their superstars to have a uh, like a, a web page for what Mandy Rose is doing, or like Twitch accounts for videos. That's that's why like Selena Vega wasn't allowed to do it for a long time, and that's why she left uh, and and everything. So Mandy Rose had this pay account. It wasn't OnlyFans, but it was like fans something, and she was posting some. Pretty legit stuff. I think one of them was in a swimming pool. She's walking around with her tits just hanging out. Uh, there was another video uh, with her and her fiance in the shower, uh, the steamy shower. Um, there's a there's a video of. Wait, was uh, this leaked or was this was this uh, like? It was leaked. It's fine oh, wow. to pay. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was leaked right before the uh, the pay per view that Saturday. So she she retained her title at the pay per view, or or no, she might not have wrestled, but no, she didn't wrestle at the pay per view. But the very next night, uh, on the very next Tuesday, the NXT, she lost the title, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? Happened? What? Why did she lose the title?" And the very next day, she was released. So that's the reason why she dropped the title. Um, but there was one video, best video, is she's wearing her underwear, and the camera just pans down, and, like, she tightens the underwear just a little bit, and you kind of start seeing lips. So, I, not what WWE do have a We do have a caller calling in, uh, so we're going to cut to this caller real quick. we got about three minutes left on the show, so let's see what our caller has to say to Mandy Rose. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Sadio Khan calling in. Just wanted to put my two cents in about the Mattel deal is the real reason also why 
uh, she had to be let go because of Mattel. I think most of the WWE divas have a contract with Mattel who make Barbies, and uh, obviously that's against uh, their uh, protocol. That was a clear violation, so that's why she had to be let go. Absolutely. I did not know, I did not know that they had a, had a special deal with Mattel, but that would make sense, the sponsors. Um and there's no yeah, way I mean, you can come back. A right? lot of like, issues with WWE is, is the sponsorships. They're, they're the ones who come after WWE when something like that happens. Like, hey, uh, we don't want this. So either you get rid of her or we're, we're dropping your partnership. I don't even think she actually cares now. I think because she makes so much money on that OnlyFans page that, like, she's making more money there than her WWE contract, honestly. So it's better off for That's her. That's great. That's crazy. I I don't know, man. Well, I don't think I don't think she'll come back. Now I've heard she might go to AEW because AEW is a lot more lax with that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that, that would be a, and so, a, a yeah, for Tony cool. Storm. Tony Storm has a crazy OnlyFans uh, on AEW, and they allow it. So yeah, I, I could see her going to AEW as well, or to even TNA. But TNA is it's, it's putrid right now. So I don't know. I don't know where she's gonna end up, but. I think she's going to stick with OnlyFans because another rumor that I heard was that she had given her, uh, like, two weeks' notice. She wanted to be released also. Oh. So that was another rumor around that she wanted to be released out of her contract. She's making a lot of money on that OnlyFans. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she what, it's $30, $40 uh, per person for a month, the monthly subscription? Oh, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you're making buku money. You get a couple hundred thousand fans or a couple – Thousand fans, thirty, forty, fifty thousand fans, thirty, forty dollars a month. I mean, that's that's. So listen, yeah, I have a quick question, Addy. Uh, do you think that uh, that they that they uh, knew about it ahead of time? Like WWE also knew about it ahead of time, and kind of well, gave her an ultimatum. Everybody knew. Like either knew about the, I feel like everybody knew about the OnlyFans. Like everybody knew about that she had it, and she had been given a warning as well. I remember reading something where she had been given a warning to be careful with what she's posting on this OnlyFans stuff. So then as soon as that stuff got leaked, boom, it's, it's, all, it's a wrap. Then. And it's, it's specifically because of Mattel, because WWE does not want to ruin their partnership with Mattel. Mattel is, is Barbie, bro. <laughs> yeah, yep. they make a lot of money through Mattel, a lot. Yep. That they do. Uh, one last question for you, uh, Addy, while you're on here with us. Uh, and Josh, uh, I'd like to get your point of view on this too before uh, we run out of time. Uh, if we go a little over, that's all right. But CM Punk, is he coming back to oh, WWE? Man. No. It's, it, I'm going to go with what Triple H has been saying. Never say never, but uh, he's not coming back anytime soon to WWE. I, I don't see it happening because the funny part is that before AEW, he had a deal with WWE at Fox on that show that they were doing. Uh, with uh, Sarai, uh, a.k.a. Page and Booker T, and a couple oh, yeah. other people. And then he got let go of that contract, and then he signed with AEW. CM Punk is – I used to like CM Punk, man, but, but he's a little bit too much, too much, too much politics with CM Punk, I feel like. Yeah, and I think that's why WWE, they're going to stay away because of that politics. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I think so, too. But, I don't, I don't see CM Punk anytime soon. You, you, Lou, you did forget the other big news that just came out. John Cena. John yeah. Cena's coming John back, Cena. baby. 
December thirty like first. Like full time, or is he or just going to have another one off like he did at well, SummerSlam well, and then disappear? He's going to have this match. They're they're saying that they have something planned for him for WrestleMania, and and I don't know if it's him and Stone Cold, because Stone Cold has been training his ass off lately. So I I, yeah. I have a strong feeling you're going to see Cena and Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I yeah. Because the original rumor was uh, it was going to be uh, John Cena and Austin Theory. That was the original yeah. rumor. Uh, yeah. Because you look at both of them, they look pretty fucking similar to when they both came up. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the original rumor. Yeah, but I did but, I did hear Stone Cold has been working out, and he had so much fun in that that Kevin Owens match last year that he was yeah. willing to do another match. Yeah, and I feel like he didn't even wrestle really last year, and I feel like this year he's gonna actually put on like a real legit match. And then the only other yeah. news that we're all waiting for is them to just confirm that The Rock, The Rock and Roman Reigns. That's what everybody wants to see, man. Yeah, yeah if we and, get uh, Cena's Stone Cold some of you and the, Roman the same Reigns rumor too. That's a hell of a uh, show, man. So, if we could... this, is, this is what I heard the rumor could possibly be, is Roman Reigns uh, working both nights. Uh, both nights. Night yeah, probably it. face The Rock, beat The Rock, and, and then night two face Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah. And drop and him So right now they're basically yeah. debating to either do that or have Cody Rhodes feud with Seth Rollins once again. So those are those are the two things that they're going to go one of those two routes. So Yep. Awesome. Well, it was awesome talking to you, Addy. I appreciate you calling in. That's uh, yep. that's all the time we got on today's show. We will be back at it on Friday. Feel free to pop in any time. Uh, we try to always talk about WWE stuff uh, at least once a week if some stuff's floating around out there, especially when uh, a big pay-per-view is about to come up. So, appreciate you calling in, man. And uh, that's, uh, that's all the time we got, guys. So, we'll be back at it on Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's we cover our bases, basic. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our bases covered, yeah. Yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off with a dome.